0: Welcome to the Shiro Podcast, where we celebrate women in the legal profession and discuss some of the challenges and issues they face. This podcast is brought to you by the Texas Young Lawyers Association. Hello, um, this is Sarah Giddings with the Texas Young Lawyers Association. I'm the District 15 Director, and today we're doing another episode of our Shiro Podcast. Um, today, we, our special guest is Yolanda Huff. Um, Yolanda graduated from UT Austin. And then she um, worked for Lieutenant Governor Bill Hobby, and then Bob Bullock. And after that, she went to St. Mary's Law School and graduated in 1996. And since then, she's been a solo practitioner in San Antonio, Texas. And we're so happy to have her today on our podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank
1: you. Glad to be here.
0: Um, Yolanda, can you tell us a little bit about your time at UT? Yes. Um, I
1: graduated from Reagan High in Austin in 1984. I went right into UT that fall. Um, my second semester at UT Austin, um, I became pregnant, it was totally unplanned. I was technically a, um, a teenage mom, I was 19. I actually did stop um, going to school for about a, two semesters. Um, I got myself back on track um, and, I, and I finished out my time at UT Austin, I graduated I ended up graduating in 1989. Um, it was, even though it was a, a little stumbling block, I was determined to do it, and I did. I graduated in 1989, and then I, after that, I graduated, from that, that's when I started working for time So, like,
0: what know. advice would you give, maybe another teenager that's an unwed mom, in you know what possibilities she has, you know those kind of things, you know, because some people, especially you know during your, your time it was a stumbling block you you, mm-hmm. you, you know that was the end of it you're going to be a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and you don't have a career what would you kind of encourage other young ladies that um things happen in life don't let that determine
1: don't let that be the end don't let that be a period you can you can pick yourself up and you can do what you want to do um i tell my i have three kids and i tell them i don't quit i never quit don't quit because if the only way you won't achieve what you want in life is if you do quit. And if you keep trying, no matter what, you're gonna you're gonna reach your goal. You're gonna reach the dream. You're gonna do what you want to do. Just don't stop. Don't quit. Um, and I would that, that's how would, my advice would be to young moms: don't quit. Keep reaching for your dream. Don't let things
0: stop you. So you went to law school, and at the time you were a mother. How did you? What difficulties did you encounter in having to? Be a mom, be a law student to work, what you know, what kind of difficulties did you face? Well, see
1: Marriage is probably like a lot of um, law schools, they didn't want the first year law students to work, so they designed it, our class would be from eight to five, which was probably when I look back on it a blessing. My son at the time was seven years old. Um, he actually stayed with my parents in Austin for that first year. The next year, or my second year, I brought him down with me, um, which is now my mom. I, um had to enroll in this school um, I did join the PTA um, there were difficulties there were things to work around but I any mean, you again if you want to do something you're determined you're going to find a way to do it you're going to find a way to get that done um, I was I would sometimes he would come to class with me the other students knew him um, they to this day, people still ask about him because he was so young in class, and he's 32 now. He's married. He graduated from Texas State. He is a little—I'm a grandma. He a little, a little girl. Um, so it is definitely doable. It is, You can do that. You can work around things in your life.
0: So you became a solo practitioner right out of law school, and so how did you juggle your legal career and, you know, being a mother, being involved in PTA and stuff like that. How did you kind of find that work-life balance that a lot of us struggle to find?
1: It was hard. It was very hard because um, I, I had by then I had two kids. Um, my little one was in daycare, and daycare stopped at six thirty. Sometimes I was getting there at six thirty. I was getting there six thirty-three. It was it was definitely that first year out. It was a, it was a balance. I found that balance though. How to, how to tell clients no, how to just leave work at the office, still getting involved with other organizations, you know, in the legal field, um, still going, like my kids, being in sports, cheerleading in the football, what have you. There was definitely a balance to be made, but you can do it. You can do it.
0: And so what advice would you give others that are in the same situation, that maybe you're, you know, balancing motherhood and being a lawyer, and for a while you were, you know, you were single moms. Yeah. So there's that extra added. Yeah. I, now I got
1: some advice from an attorney who told me to leave. And I would do this in the beginning. I was going to work on Saturday, sometimes even Sunday. He says, D- leave that stuff on your desk because you can clear off your desk. Your desk is going to get filled up again. And it was hard to do uh, working all the way through the week and then on Saturday and Sundays making that determination that that was going to be family time, Um, because it was just, I knew things were coming up on Monday, and sometimes you just couldn't do it, but over the years, I've learned to separate out what is family and what is legal, and you, you, in your family, within yourself, you're going to have to determine how much you're going to let your career and your legal side intrude into your family time, because you're going to have to make that balance, and your kids need you, your family needs you, other family members, weddings. You're going to have to make make that call. Yeah, and so I think that, um, yeah, the work is never going to stop. Your your weekend should be for your family, in my opinion.
0: How, how did your kids react to you, you know, getting your son react to you, getting a law degree, and then, you know, as a lawyer? I mean, what was kind of their reaction on the other side?
1: They, they loved it. They said they definitely don't want to be a lawyer. <laughs> Too much work. No, they liked it. Um, my my oldest son, he's a, he's a, he makes family, wants to be a film producer. Um, but um, they saw it, they like it, they're proud of me. Um, they, they, they were there, especially my oldest son, from the beginning, he saw everything that I went through. Um, and I think that, that, like the statistics will show that a child that's in, a, in the household of a parent that's graduated from college, that child is more likely to graduate from college. My older son has already graduated, and I have two now at home. that are in college. I have a seventeen-year-old just started this fall, and I have one that's getting ready to go to Texas A&M. She's getting ready to transfer over to Texas A&M. That's awesome. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So, you know, kind of transitioning from there. What can you just tell us a little bit about your area of law that you practice and how you got into those particular areas of law? Well, um, I. When I
1: first started, um, when I graduated, I, I always knew I wanted to work for myself. That was my plan. So I wasn't gonna work for anyone else. I was gonna put out my shingle and work for myself. Um, and I thought I wanted to do family law, but I kind of pivoted a little bit and started doing, fo- working with foster kids, which I love a lot. Um, I do a lot of criminal, probably majority criminal, uh, personal injury, a little bit of that, and a lot of, I'm um, CPS doctor, working with foster kids. I love it. I love it so much. It's so rewarding, um, um, and a lot of the, the I guess, the um, organizations that that I belong to support that. I'm on the board of YTF, which is an organization called Youth Transitioning into Adulthood. Children have never been adopted; they age out of the system. I'm on that board. Um, it's just something I like to do, but um, but it doesn't pay that much. <laughs> so, but I do supplement it with other areas of. of, of legal practice.
0: So, um, and I can tell just from talking about it, you're very passionate about foster children. Mm-hmm. How did you, was there an experience that got you first interested in that? Or, I mean, I know you have a, an adopted daughter. Mm-hmm. Did, did some of that experience influence it? Or, well, I, I
1: did in law school, I never did that. I didn't even know I wanted to do that. I got on that docket, and as soon as I got out of law school, I got on, I ended up on that docket. Maybe one of the judges referred me to it, and I just started doing it. The more I did it, the more I liked it. Um, and it just, I just expanded it in my practice. It was something that I had never thought about in law school doing it and I know that some of my friends wanted to do just that working with foster kids I had never thought of that but I'm, I'm glad
0: I did and I'm glad I, uh, that I got on that document So you know I'm a solo practitioner too and what advice would you give to someone that's thinking about becoming a solo or they're opening their office you know, what advice would you give to someone like that?
1: Well I, I find it, that it's very helpful to me I work with about let's say ten other attorneys. We're all solo practitioners, which means we're all our own business. But we office share with the receptionists, with the copy machines, with the office things of that nature. And we do cases for each other. We cover for each other. We do cases together. Um, you're in a quasi. You're together in a building together, but you're not. Um, in that you're not in a firm with that person. That I've, every office that I've been in since law school has been like that. I love that kind of office. Um, so that's been very helpful to me. And I think someone coming out, that kind of support, especially like Kyle, I did it just coming out so young and hanging out my shingle, being with other, being in the building with other attorneys asking questions, how to do this, that was very helpful to me. So if you're going to make that decision to be a solo practitioner, I would really advise going in where other attorneys are in the building with you that you can just ask questions of. Older attorneys that have, that have a lot of experience.
0: So, you know, what kind of difficulties have you faced in your career? Uh, probably, um, I think that maybe
1: people underestimating me, um, like I'm, you're a solo practitioner, I'm a solo practitioner, we're not in big firms. I think that when we get a case, like I've gotten a couple of cases. Uh, where I'm special in PI, or I'm, I'm a, I guess, a big firm. I think they underestimate me at first, but I don't think they'll do it again. <laughs> you know, underestimating us because we're solo practitioners, women, I don't know, what have you. But um, I think that's, um, I think that's, that's the, that's the um, I guess, the stigma of being a solo practitioner. Like, people think that maybe you didn't want, you couldn't make it in a big firm, but, but I made that choice. I, I knew I wanted to do that.
0: So have you, you know, women often encounter being called a secretary or a court reporter. Do you have any kind of memorable experiences where you've had to correct someone or oh, just? I, when
1: I first came out, I was i was 29. I got, people thought I was a probation officer. I, I remember walking to one of the judges' um, chambers to get a document signed. And he said to me, he, he launched into a speech before he even asked me my name. He says, you know, I, um, I told people this. I don't want the lawyers sending their secretaries down anymore to get these documents signed. And I said, well, Your Honor, I am an attorney. He was very embarrassed. <laughs> I didn't make a big deal of it. But he just assumed right away that I was a, that I was a, one of the secretaries coming down for the law office to get something signed. Um, anyway, yeah, I've been kind of things like that a lot.
0: Have you encountered any discrimination, you know, because you're an African-American woman, or is it more just being a, a woman that you've...
1: Um, more, if, if if it's out there, I'm choosing to ignore it. I'm plowing ahead, and I'm sure it's there. I know it's there. You know, um, um, I'm I'm a, a woman. I'm a solo practitioner. I'm, I'm you know, I'm a young black African American woman. Out here. I know it's it's, it's probably there, um, but I'm I'm choosing to ignore it. I'm plowing ahead with what I want to do in life.
0: So, you know, we're going to kind of transition. You have been very involved. Um, you know, you're currently the president of the San Antonio Black Lawyers Association. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. And how did you get involved in, you know, bar associations? Like, kind of what got your feet wet? How did you kind of start? Well,
1: my kids say I'm a joiner. I am a joiner. Well, I, I, in, my, in my family life, I'm vice president of the um, Holmes High School PTA. <laughs> Over here, I'm joining... Um, you know boards like YTA, I'm joining the San Black Lawyers Association. I'm just a member of it. And as time go on, you know, um, I'm you know I, became, I I got on their board. I was the vice president. And in the in Senate, in the Bear County area, there are about maybe 130 black lawyers. Um, so it's a small group, but we do a lot of things. And they and I've stayed involved in it because it is such a small group. And, um, but we do so much, and I just want to keep this. I want to keep it going. I want the young African American lawyers that are coming out to have somewhere to go if they choose to go. I want them to see what we're doing. I want them to feel comfortable in their profession. I want them to have somewhere to go that they can ask questions like the same way that you know someone helped me.
0: And so, in your role as president, you know what, you know what would you give advice to maybe a young lawyer coming out? Of law school you know how they should get involved or why it's important to be involved in a bar association
1: yeah uh, it, it is it's so important to, to, to get involved and I try when I see new lawyers in the hallway I'll stop I'll introduce myself I'll ask them to come to meetings as a matter of fact San Antonio Black Lawyers Association we're having a big scholarship gala tomorrow and we give out scholarships to um, law students and to high school students that are interested in the law and if we didn't if if we didn't keep this going, it will just fall apart because we're such a small group. And I, I think that would probably go for all the groups. That if someone's not there to keep these groups going, the young attorneys that are coming out, who's gonna who's gonna show them the way? How are they gonna get help? Who's gonna answer their question? Someone did it for us, and I want to be there for those young attorneys that are coming out. And I think it's really important to get involved in the organizations that you know that in the legal in the careers that you're chosen.
0: And so you're very involved in the community and very involved, you know, kind of in the Bar Association. How, you know, as an attorney, you know, you're always thinking, you know, we want to think about the money, and how do you justify maybe spending the time to be part of the PTA or YTA? Like, how, you know, how in maybe your business manage or your practice do you kind of justify, um, I mean, I know you're a joiner, but mm-hmm. how do you kind of justify that with maybe taking away from work?
1: Well, I mean, it's like, okay, okay. Just like in my legal career, I'm going to join organizations, support organizations um, that help in their legal career. On my family side, organizations like the PTA or being in booster clubs, my sons did football. I mean, it is just as important that show our children that they need that support. Because, again, on the, on the school side, parents need to be there to help the teachers, to help students. I consider that just as important in my legal side is when I'm joining organizations to help in my legal career that in my family side that I'm joining organizations to help in the community.
0: So to create a support system yeah, and support. have... So, you know, here I am, a young lawyer entering into San Antonio. You know, maybe I'm not getting money, but that networking opportunity and mm-hmm. getting your name out there, I feel that like that would be valuable to kind of advise someone. Yeah, and I think it's like people need to show that. Like, I go... Um, when <laughs> This is something funny.
1: When I first came out, I don't know if it was people would actually stop me in the hallways. I remember as an older older black couple, they stopped me in the hallway. They said, "Your parents must be so proud." I don't know what they are. <laughs> and I, it, to me, if, I, if I'm out in the community and, and um, like maybe someone that family not, they they didn't go to college, their parents didn't go to college, they see me a black lady. I'm a, co- I'm, a I'm a lawyer. They've never seen that before. That incur That gives them hope. And the more I'm out in the community, the more people know what I know what I do. This, you too can do this. This is not you can do. If I can do this, you can do this. You know, I want people to see that. I want people to ask me questions. My my children's friends ask me questions constantly about being an attorney. I'm like, if I can do it, you can do it. If if you look at the next person, thinking in your mind, if that person can do this, I can do this. And I tell the teenagers, if I can do this, you can do this. It is not so hard. You you can do this too. And I want, I want to say, I want to be there that if young girls, young Hispanic women, young black women, if they see me doing this, they can think to themselves, I can do this too. I, I know I can do it. She did it. She talked to me. She told me about her experience. I think I can do that too. And to me, that's really what it's all about when you're joining all these organizations everywhere. You know, that in, in our scholarship gala tomorrow, I want those young kids to think in their mind, if these attorneys can do it, we can do it. I can do it.
0: And so what led you to going to law school? Was there a, a certain thing that inspired you, um, or it was just you always knew you wanted to be a lawyer? Yeah,
1: I, I've always, and I don't even know why, I've always wanted to be a lawyer since I was 11 years old. There's nobody in my family that's a lawyer before me. I um, I remember there was nobody, we're just like family, like lots of people in my family, my my. Dad was um, was went to the Vietnam War. My grandfather was in World War II. A lot of my uncles are Marines They're in the Army, so we were a big military family. Not so much we didn't go to college, but I remember my mother's youngest brother went. He got a track scholarship to Bland, which is a junior college, and my mom was so proud. And, and it's like if my uncle can do it, then I can do it. That, you know, on that path, it just takes one one person that, that you see that can do it, and that gives you hope that you can do it. And then, ever since then, I'm on that path. I want, I'm a big educator my family. I, I want everybody to go to college. My kids, my nieces, my nephews, everyone that graduates from high school, I make like a big deal of it, I go down there, I get presents. And so, it's like, education is the key to me. It is so important. And so, when I, I graduate from UT, I graduate from law school, all the little kids in the family, they want to be lawyers now. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, I have a niece, she's here in San Antonio. She's working on her PhD with deaf education. So proud of her. It's like. It's like when I did it and I was the first one on both sides of my family. There are twelve kids. My mom has twelve siblings, my dad is ten. On both sides I was the best I was the first one to graduate from college.
0: So what would you tell someone that is looking at that? You know, they're graduating high school and nobody in their family has gone to college. What, you know, what would you tell them about how it's gonna be or why they should maybe pursue?
1: Yeah, um, because if if you do it, you're gonna give hope to the kids that are coming after you. I guarantee you. Once you do that, the kids that are coming after you. So it, it it's like it's not even it's not even the fact that like I, I want in my family that because I want to be that accessible to children that it's real. It's really real to the little kids that are under me, my little cousins. That they know me, Yolanda graduated from UT Austin. I graduated from law school. If somebody I know, Yolanda did this, then I can do it too. And they're seeing that there's proof right there in their family. Someone did it; they can do it too. And so, if you're if you're the first person in your family to graduate, you you don't know this now. You're 18 years old, but you are giving so many so much hope to people that are coming after you.
0: That 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 is awesome. Mm-hmm. What? advice if you could get you know, looking back now you've had a distinguished career what advice would you give yourself when you first graduated law school <laughs> don't get pregnant at 19. <laughs> no.
1: um, um, I, I would think I wish you know this Jordan spirit that I have I wished I had did that the first semester of UT Austin it was it was like intimidating I didn't have anybody to guide me I didn't have any one of my family calls so what do I do now um but um when I got my, when I had the baby, I got myself together, went back to school, then I started joining things. I became president of the Black Pre-Law Association of UT's campus. I, I I went back to myself of joining things then. Um and the the more you join, the more you're that the more you feel connected to where you are, the more you're gonna stay there and enjoy, the better time you're gonna have, the, the more you're gonna like it. And I wanted my children when they went to college Please join. Don't just go to school and go home. Join. Go things. Experience. Experience college the way it should be experienced. You know, and I think my oldest son just had the best time ever in the history of having time. time of
0: <laughs> and <laughs> he, so, you know, in all of that, in joining and getting more active, you know, what you would have told yourself. You know, is there anything in in the years that you've been practicing already that you would have done differently or wish, do you have any situation to reflect on and wish, you know, I had approached that differently or... I wish, I wished, I went to UT Austin and
1: I was from Austin. I wished I had went away to college. I I think that would make me, um, I, I, um, I guess, go out in the world and look at the world in the world. I was still so close to family and friends in Austin and that was... To me, was I wasn't independent enough. I wished I had went away; it would have made me more independent at that time. Um, yeah, I, I think that was. If I had to do it again, I would I would have left Austin and went to college somewhere else.
0: <laughs> so you know, this is Shiro's, mm-hmm. and you're a Shiro. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to other female lawyers? You know, young lawyers, mm-hmm. maybe people entering into you know second career. Yes. What kind of advice would you give? Um, I think that my advice
1: is like know what you want, know know what area of law you want to go into, know what you know what you yourself and en- what do you enjoy, what do you want to do, what do you like doing, and then pursue that. Um, find out all the um, um, the law that's in that area, all the organizations that you can join to help you um, get a mentor. Um, sometimes I would go ask questions of judges. Just like find out what. Don't let someone push you into an area that. It may be lucrative, but you may not even really enjoy that. Find out what you what is your passion. What do you you want to do? You know, and then you will like that. So you will enjoy what you're doing if you, if, if it's something that you really like. I had a friend that she really loved international law. All through law school, that's what she wanted to do. It didn't work out for her. And she ended up doing family law, and she really hated it. And I to this day, I wish she had followed her heart and did what she really wanted to do. You know, and I think she would have enjoyed it so much more. Into, you know, that I knew that's what everyone knew. But she didn't end up doing the thing, the one thing that she really wanted to do the most. you know.
0: So, if a female lawyer is struggling, maybe with finding their passion or finding their niche in the legal community, what kind of advice would you give them? You know, I, I think we all maybe reach that burnout point. You know, how do we? And I'm sure you have at some point. Mm-hmm. How do we reignite ourselves when we've reached that point that maybe we're not sure we fit in? You know, to what we're doing, or how do we get past that, you know, that burnout? And
1: I don't, I don't think there's any shame in saying that maybe the law is not for me. I, I've had a friend from law school that she just stopped. She became a chef. She says, I don't like this. You know, and I don't think there's any shame. I mean, in America, we, we, you know, we tell our kids, go to go to medical school, be a doctor, go to law school, be a lawyer. And maybe it's just not for everybody. It, it, you know, there's no shame in that.
0: And have you, you know, how have you overcome maybe, you know, burnout in your career? They're just reaching a point where you have to step back and kind of re-energize yourself.
1: And I, and like after doing it for like 20 years, I, you know, I'll, I'll say, oh, man, I don't know if I can go on with this and just, and I thought about what do I, what do I want to do now? What do I want to pivot and do now? Uh, and, you know, I have other options on the table. Do, is this what I want to do? Do I want to do this for another 20 years? You know, and then um, I'll... In my cases, what, what I enjoy doing, you know, the the, the, the foster the fostering, um, cases that I do with the foster case, I enjoy that so much. When I do an adoption, that's very difficult. And, and then you know, the judges, the families, There, oh ah, man, that's so rewarding. I guess one of the most rewo- rewarding things you could probably do in life when you make a, a forever family. Those things get me through. And a lot of other attorneys will say, man, that's the most rewarding thing down there at the courthouse, <laughs> making forever families. It is.
0: That's awesome. And, um, you know, in talking about sheroes, we've all had some sheroes in our lives. Who are some of the sheroes that have been in your life? Well, <laughs>
1: I think that it's my aunts. My aunts um, and my mom, has there are six of them, the girls. And I tell all my cousins, man, my aunts are so strong. They are workers. I mean, they... Um, they may not have graduated from college, but they are all workers. They're leading They are homeowners, and I look at the, my aunts and I, I'll tell my aunt, "Sister, you guys, you guys are the reason I'm here. You guys are the reason why, that I am here now because I look at how you guys live your life."
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And how important do you think it is for a young lawyer to find a mentor? And have you had any mentors in your life that have kind of helped you along the way? Yeah, it is very important, and I try
1: to be there for the young attorneys now because they'll have questions. And I tell my kid, my own children, this. there are no dumb questions, and if you you have to have someone that like you just don't um, you don't know how to do this, you don't know how to file this, you don't know what to do in this. You you have to have someone to to ask questions of because I've done it. Everybody. In any profession, anywhere, you're not going to just know off the bat how to do this. You need someone. You need to connect with someone that can help you.
0: So how did you find your mentors? I think sometimes people struggle in finding a mentor or knowing who to ask. You know, what? Um, it was just being in court. I think that lawyers just love to talk so much. <laughs> we love to talk so much. We'll be
1: in court, and I'll say I'll um, be next to someone, especially when I was young and coming out. Um, how do you know how do you do this how do you I have this legal question and they will start a conversation and they'll give me their card i it's just not being afraid to just ask someone in court someone in hall, in the hallway it is it just that simple and I'll see young attorneys that are out there and I'll stop and say hey my name is Yolanda Huff I'm president of the Secretary of black Lawyers, come to a meeting you know and i'll I'll exchange cell numbers with them call me if you have any questions I mean it call me and those lawyers have they've, they've They've texted me. They've called me. They'll be in court, and I don't mind. I don't mind at all them doing that because someone did it
0: for me. That's awesome, mm-hmm. and it's, it's the pay it forward. Yes, yeah, you know, somebody really is. somebody helped me, and mm-hmm. so I want to help somebody else. Yep. And so, you know, when we're looking at all this, you know, what you know, in this year in your bar association and, and as a lawyer, what do you hope your legacy is? What would you hope that you can leave? You know, you have many more years of practice, mm-hmm. but what do you hope your legacy would be? I hope that I hope my legacies that I've helped I, that I,
1: I maybe I can get more African American um, young people lawyers. Um, we can get past the just hundred thirty number. No, I mean you know in Bexar County there got to be at least six thousand attorneys here in this county, and only hundred thirty are black. That's that's such a low number. I want I want to show you can do this. This is this is doable. This career is doable. And I hope that when people look at me they. They think that they can do. It. I've led my life in a way. I live my practices in such a way that um, people that are thinking about going into this, they can say, "I can do that too." She helped me. She inspired me.
0: So you know, I, you know, we're looking young black female attorney. Mm-hmm. How do we get them more involved? How do you get them to Bear County? Do you know? Have you, I mean, is that something you're struggling with? Well, yeah, because I just to go by like the ones,
1: that are, the ones that are graduated from St. Mary's. Um, they're in um, Balsa. Um, I'm. We we have a mentoring program set up with also um, the, the lawyers we a mentor we, we match a lawyer up with them um, and even at our scholarship gala tomorrow we um, we invite them we give them seats for free because the tickets are who are of recipients
0: of these scholarships um, uh-huh. uh,
1: th- we call it we get four we get four legends away that's attorneys that have been practiced for more than twenty five years and then we get two future legends for attorneys that have been practiced under ten year, under ten years. And so tomorrow we will give away, I think it is six, seven scholarships and give an achievement. There's one in particular, um, Clarence Gowen. He he was a founding member of um, San Antonio Black Lawyers Association. He's 91 years old. We're going to give him a Lifetime Achievement Award. He knew about it. He passed away two weeks. (laughs) I know know his daughter's going to accept on, um, on his behalf tomorrow. We, we were So he's there.
0: one of those that kind of paved the way for... Oh man, for... we all
1: know him. We all know him. He, he, he started the organization back in 1983, San Antonio Black Lawyers Association. And then he was he saw what we were doing. He was so happy that we were having the scholarship gala that been going on. He's like, you guys are over there doing so much. And, and we told him, we were so proud of him. We wanted to give him this Lifetime Achievement Award. So he was happy. He was happy when he heard about it. And then we were almost, you know, the scholarship gala's tomorrow. And he, um, two weeks ago, he passed away. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, how, you know, kind of in wrapping all this up, you know, I'm going to ask you two kind of two final questions. You know, one is, you know, we've gotten your advice, but if you were to tell a young lady that is maybe thinking about going to law school, what would your advice be? You know, like what, you know, maybe they're worried about how expensive it's going to be or they can't cut it or nobody's ever been to law school. What would your advice be to them? Uh,
1: my, my advice would definitely be: You can do this. You can do this. If I did this, you can do this. You know, you 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 set a plan, you plan it out, you stick to your plan. You definitely can do this. Um, you're getting, you know, undergrad, law school, starting your practice. You plan out. You plan 15 years, 20 years into the future. You can do this. It is doable. Don't let anyone tell you that it's not.
0: And so, in the theme, kind of the last question, in the theme of Shiro. Uh-huh. And we, we've talked about your aunts, and they're your sheroes. How do we inspire future sheroes? What should we be doing as a shero to inspire the next generation of sheroes?
1: I think definitely mentoring mentoring them, keeping up. I, sometimes the young attorneys in town, I'll just reach out to them. How are you doing? How's it going over there? I want them to know that I think that they think that they're inconveniencing me because I mean, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff. But I want that you're not inconveniencing me. Um, reach out to me and you're, If you're having a difficult problem, something's going on. Please talk to someone. Reach out to me. You are not being inconvenient to me. Um, I, I really want to. I'll, I'll tell them that. I'll tell them, And I think that they, uh, because I, from the, the callbacks I get, I think they are believing it. You know. And I, I don't. I'm not reaching all the ones. that I, I wish I could reach more. I wish more would, would would stay involved. Like we see them. We see them in court. I'll see them other places. And you know, I'll make it a point. I mean, I do my. I walk up to them. I haven't seen you before. What's your name? Where'd you come from? I, I definitely I do not walk past them. I stop every last one I see.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your time today, and thank, thank you, you, you for being a Shira. <laughs> and thank you. you know, we enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I really did. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please support the work we're doing by liking the Texas Young Lawyers Association's Facebook page and follow us on Twitter at Tex Young Lawyers. And tune in for our next episode on Wonder Women Wednesday.